Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Drive for Show DFS for Dough here on Roto Grinders. One more uh, show for you here during the FedEx Cup playoffs for the BMW Championship. We've got 50 golfers in the field this week. That will be trimmed to 30 for the uh, Tour Championship next week. Coming off uh, a pretty interesting week uh, last week at the FedEx St. Jude for the first playoff event. Uh, with 70 golfers in it, and uh, Lucas Glover, back-to-back wins, uh, really impressive for him. You know, basically the uh, the newfound putting confidence and putting stroke has uh, put him over the top and uh, and got him another victory, and now has him squarely in amongst the Ricky Fowler, uh, Colin Morikawa, Cameron Young, Justin Thomas, Ryder Cup discussion for the U.S. team. Uh, which people probably would have laughed at a few weeks ago. But uh, we'll talk about that here briefly at the start of the show. I am Justin Van Zuden, STL Cardinals 84. Uh, I've got uh, Mr. Notorious Derek Farnsworth alongside. And Noto, I mean, uh, I didn't see that coming. Another W for Lucas Glover and, uh, you know, just uh, pretty impressive run he's on here. Yeah, we don't see back-to-back wins on the PJ Tour very often, especially not from guys that, uh, you know, were outside of the 100 in the FedEx Cup rankings most of the season. So um, I actually have that putter, and uh, I can say it has not had the same uh, results for me uh, on the greens. Um, I don't have the broomstick version, but uh, I have the little Tesla truck-looking uh, lab putter that uh, the Glover has, and uh, it's, it's done wonders for his game. You know, he's one of those guys that's, uh, you know, been grinding for a long time. So it's, it's good to see, but I did not see it coming myself. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, and he held off a charge from a pretty loaded leaderboard there, of course, uh, ended up uh, defeating Patrick Cantlay, um, who was tied with him there at 15 under. And then Rory uh, made a charge on Sunday, finished one back at 14 under. Fleetwood was also 14 under, uh, coming up just short for what seems like about the 20th time this year. Uh, but it uh, wasn't the, you know, the the slightest of golfers chasing him. It was top end guys on the PGA tour. So impressive for Glover to be able to, uh, to hold them off 
Uh, all social media wanted to talk about during the back nine was uh, was his pants. Uh, Lucas uh, pretty much sweated through the uh, the backside of his pants there on uh, Sunday. He probably won't wear those again in Memphis in August. I wouldn't think uh, he's got to get the shorts like Tom Kim had basically the uh, the long shorts out there. But uh, I know it was hot and humid, especially after those storms. Yeah, my favorite was uh, that his pants looked like the the bag of fries from Five Guys um, with the tan <laughs> with the, the the oil soaking through. I thought that was pretty good. That sounds but, pretty good right now. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I was watching. Uh, we had a little birthday party for my nephew, and there were like forty people there, and every single one of them had to comment on his pants on the TV. So <laughs> I'm sure it was that uh, all across uh, America watching that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a fun Sunday. Um, I kind of thought. Rory was going to make a charge or, you know, I knew Tommy wasn't going to do it. I knew he would break everyone's heart once again. Um, luckily I didn't bet him last week. I learned my lesson. I played him in DFS instead. So I was happy with the, with the T2. We got, we got, I mean, we talked about this with Finau for years and then he finally broke through. It's, it's going to happen with Fleetwood sometime. Uh, it's just, uh, I don't think it is. <laughs> it's just taken about as long. Uh, so now what, you know, you got, uh, and I was looking at this morning, you've got, Cam Young, Morikawa, Fowler, JT, uh, Lucas Glover. I probably missed a couple in there. Um, but uh, Sam Burns, you know, does Glover make the Ryder Cup team now? I don't know. Every time we think it's going to be one person, somebody else just pops up. And, I mean, we didn't really see Brian Harmon, you know, popping up there a few weeks back. And uh, now look at him. So, I'm not sure. I still think one of these big names, you know, Finau, Burns, Cam Young, if they come out and win – one of the next two events, I think, I think they're going to be in Morikawa. But uh, yeah, I mean Glover certainly is going to deserve consideration given how bad everyone else is playing. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Good problem to have, of course, for the U.S. team. That'll be uh, coming down in a couple of weeks. Uh, but we've got two playoff events to get to before that. Any other takeaways? Obviously, we didn't have a cut last week, um, so you know there wasn't a whole lot of. Uh, stuff to talk about a disappointing week for Wyndham Clark, Tony Finau, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, I was on the bounce back wagon for Denny McCarthy last week. He finished dead last. Uh, so that did not work out. But uh, so a few of the top end guys uh, disappointed, but uh, you know, uh, what do you make of uh, last week's tournament? Anything else for takeaways? Yeah. Wyndham Clark was bad. Denny McCarthy career worst putting week. Uh, Justin Rose was pretty awesome after Thursday. He was plus six and then finished 13 under the rest of the way. I think he shot nine under on Saturday. And then my final note, Colin Morikawa T13 on a week that I picked him. I think that's uh, trending in the right direction. <laughs> it's as good as it gets. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it. He was uh, like T2 after day one. And uh, I got my hopes up there for a minute. <laughs> Uh, yeah, solid week for him, of course, and uh, we'll uh, we've got the top fifty uh, hanging in there for this week at the BMW Championship, uh, which will be held at uh, Olympia Fields in uh, the Chicagoland area. And they uh, so be careful with the course history. This event has bounced around over the years. Um, so if you look at uh, the last time it was held here was in twenty twenty. And John Rahm was your winner in a playoff at four under par uh, in a U.S. Open style uh, tournament. Even par was sixth place. Uh, you had, uh, and it was 70 golfers at that time with the playoff format. Mark Leishman shot plus 30. 
in that uh, tournament, and we had uh, more than 20 golfers double digits over par. You simply don't see that on the uh, the PGA Tour these days. So, I mean, Olympia Fields is no pushover, uh, very tough par 70 course. Uh, I don't remember, you know, if there, I, I don't think there was extreme weather that week, at least from what I can recall, but uh, four under par winning score, you don't see that very often. So uh, what do we think for the course this week? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I'll never forget that week because I believe the week before was when Dustin Johnson won at like 30 under par, um, beat out Harris English. And then everyone was saying this is going to be another birdie fest. Typically the BMW championship is set up pretty easy. And uh, it was anything but only five guys under par. You mentioned some of the stats. I mean, that Leishman stat's awesome, 30 over. Um, yeah, there was no. if it's a tough course and no-cut events, you get some massive scores, um, which which can be tough if you're playing DFS and you have dead lineups just sitting there. But, yeah, it should be a, it should be a difficult course. Uh, it's a par 70, nearly 7,400 yards, so extremely long for a par 70. Um, it was the fourth most difficult course the year that they played it. The green, 6,000 square feet. Um, there makes a bent and pull up. You want to look at those type of splits and tree line course. Um, the par fives are long, both over 600 yards. The par fours are long, seven of them over 450 yards. And it should just be difficult. Um, I will note that they did make the course easier every round. So Thursday was the toughest, then Friday, then Saturday, then Sunday. Uh, I think they just started watering it a little bit more. And typically we see an easier setup for the BMW. So Maybe they'll, you know, water it a little bit more um, this time around and it'll play a little bit easier, but I'm excited. I like uh, challenging courses and I do think we're going to see, you know, one of the elites win this week. I think you're on mute. Sorry about that. Yeah, I had a cough and I didn't want to do it in the mic, but Leishman, four birdies. Uh, 32 bogeys or doubles uh, in that uh, in that four rounds, four birdies, two birdie free rounds. Uh, that is uh, is not great, Bob. But uh, um, I don't think you know. And it's really interesting. You mentioned them kind of making it easier each round. Uh, for what it's worth, we also did have a ton of rain go through this area today. Uh, in fact, it kind of just stopped pouring here at my place right before we came on the air. And it's done that like three or four times today. So uh, maybe a little bit softer. And uh, I mean, it certainly will, will probably play easier on the whole than it did uh, three years ago. But no pushover, no 30 under winning score type of course this week. Uh, like you said, just going to be uh, just going to be difficult. So. Yeah, one final note. Um, the guys that finished top five in greens and regulation, four of them finished in the top six. So if you hit greens, you were looking pretty good. Um, everything else kind of didn't matter as much. All right, anything else on the course, the tournament, the setup before we uh, dig in? Well, let's get into it. 50 golfers, and uh, we got the 5500 price tag back on DraftKings. Yeah, uh, which is they brought – they started that uh, – I can't remember what the first week was. We saw that. Was it one of the majors? Was, yeah, I think it was the open. Yeah. Uh, and we got it back this week, which is, in, and it's interesting because like, you know, everybody that's, everybody that's left is pretty good uh, or has been playing somewhat well or else they wouldn't be in the top 50. Uh, so even the 5,500 guys are, you know, they're not pushovers like you would normally see in, in the 5k price tag. So, and we also have uh, a little bit more at the top this week. We've got seven, golfers in the five figures for salary on DraftKings. 
Rory McIlroy has overtaken Scotty Scheffler for the top spot uh, with his last five events all being uh, top seven finishes. Scheffler is faded just a bit by his standards uh, with the T23 and then a T31 in his last start. Uh, then we've got uh, Rom there, third uh, on the list, another guy who struggled for a couple rounds last week. And then Cantlay, who made a charge near the top, and then Victor Hovland and Xander. And Spieth also rounding out the uh, the 10K plus price point this week. Um, and with playable guys at the bottom, I mean, do you want to prioritize somebody from this top group here? Yeah, I think I will. Um, unlike last week, we've seen a lot of uh, winners that weren't necessarily elite golfers um, at that event. And I do think we're going to see one of the big guys win this week, especially if it's difficult. Uh, we saw John Rahm, you know, win here over DJ. So two of the best in the field at the time in 2020. And Rory and Scheffler both switched putters last week. Um, it worked for Rory. He gained 1.4 strokes putting. It did not work for Scheffler. Surprise, surprise. I think he <laughs> lost uh, three strokes putting last week. But if putting is not going to be as important, if uh, you're going you're gonna to have to rely on your tee to green game a little bit more, if the scoring is difficult, then I do think Scheffler is viable. I'll probably be starting my lineups uh, with one or the other. Um, probably have a lot of both. Um, no major edge one way or another. I do think Rory's been a little better form. T9 or better in eight straight. That's pretty impressive. Um, and then I don't know what to do with Rom. Uh, I don't like him as much, but obviously it's hard to ignore the win. So how do you prioritize those three? Yeah, I like Rom this week. And it's a, I mean, it's a little bit of a field call. Um, you know, he was second at the Open. Then we didn't see him for a few weeks. And he didn't start well last week, kind of like Justin Rose. But uh, the three finishing rounds, 67, 67, 68, he still made 19 birdies last week. Um, I tend to like Rom a little bit more on these harder courses. And obviously he won here in 2020 with that four underscore. So uh, in our early pass at projected ownership uh, that came up right before we came on the air, uh, I believe Rom was one of the lowest of these top, at least the top four. Uh, I think he was for sure the lowest. But, uh, you know, you're obviously not doing it wrong if you're playing McElroy or Scheffler. But when you consider uh, the ownership, and the course fit. Um, I think I like Rom here. Yeah, I don't mind that um, one bit. It's hard to go wrong with any of them. Um, are you going to start every lineup with one of those three? You think you can probably fit two of them if you want to. Yeah, I think so. Just because there's no cut and the guys at the bottom are certainly playable, um, you know, and, and and there's just there's just no reason not to. I don't think like the full balance lineup where you're starting with like an eight. 89 or 9k player i just don't like the way those look as much this week um to where i think you know stars and scrubs makes a little bit more sense and on the harder courses you know you tend to see these elite golfers uh rise to the top a little more often so yeah i think i'm starting with maybe you know, throw Cantley in there maybe and make it to top four yeah. but one of those guys in every lineup probably not starting with 10k speed no no, well, of course, uh, it's funny because uh, after Speed shot that 63 on Thursday and was in the lead, you know, if I'm just flipping through or whatever and and uh, I see the golf leaderboards and, uh, you know, as they said on Golf Channel or something, oh, Speed leads after Thursday. And my wife looks at me and says, that's probably not good, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so at least she knows like, you. That's good. She knows. She knows. Um, I got I'm getting too predictable. I got to change it up. But, uh, yeah, so I, uh, you know, I couldn't, I, I'm not going to beat the drum against speed this week. Uh, played pretty well last week, faded just a bit on the weekend, but still another top 10 for him. Um, 
but I'll probably go. I like Rom the most. Hard to ignore Rory. Hard to ignore Cantlay. You know, feels like a tournament where Xander could uh, come out to play. You just uh, it's hard to ignore these top guys this week. Yeah, my favorite speed moment from last week. He uh, it was about to hit, and he looks over at Greller and says, "Are you sure this won't go long?" Yes. Greller, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Goes long, and he just stares him down the rest of the the walk up to the green. Um, I mean, he hit a bad shot, so <laughs> you know it's gonna. It's if you pull it, it's gonna go a little longer. Anyway, uh, Spieth uh, doing Jordan Spieth things. Any other Pretty thoughts good. on these top guys for you? Uh, I do like Canley. He's already won two BMW championships. He's won three events in the last two playoffs and nearly won last week. So I think he makes a lot of sense. Uh, I also like Hovland. He's been like one of the best around the green over the last three months or so. Um, I wasn't buying it um, at the start when, you know, we started to see positive numbers around the green, but uh, he's been able to sustain it. Xander worries me a little bit just because the driving hasn't been great and his around the green game hasn't been great. Um, I think the average, um, Driving accuracy here was 48% in 2020, and then the green regulation was like 60%. So you're going to have to be, uh, you know, chipping a lot this week. So he's probably my least favorite other than Spieth. I'm not buying Spieth because he lost strokes ball striking. It was all short game. And uh, typically that's not what you want to see from, from Spieth. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go ahead and move down into the 9K range. Uh, You've got, we start to get some of the uh, Ryder Cup narratives in here. Morikawa trying to make the Ryder Cup team. Fowler trying to make the Ryder Cup team. Glover winning back-to-back tournaments trying to make the Ryder Cup team. Um, You'll you'll just see some people talking about that. you got to have some narratives this week. It's a smaller field, uh, whatever the case may be, to try to get something to talk about. Uh, Morikawa coming off a T13, as Noto mentioned earlier in the show. Um, one of the they're 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 building uh, building blocks towards uh, success in the future together, um, which is a good sign for him. Uh, of course, Fleetwood with his uh, solid top five equity there at 9700. You got Homa, Matsuyama, Sungjae in here as well. Um, pretty wide open range. I mean, I, I think you can make a case for all these different guys. I really. Don't think anybody absolutely stands out ahead of the pack. So it'll be interesting to see where uh, where ownership goes here. But anybody standing out to you? Yeah, my favorite's Terrell Hatton. I know he didn't play great last week, but uh, he actually gained strokes ball striking. He just couldn't putt or chip. And he's been so consistent all year. It feels like he's a little underpriced. I mean, if you told me Hatton was going to be $100 cheaper than Lucas Glover a few weeks ago and about same ownership, I wouldn't have believed you. So I won't be going back to Glover if he burns me again. So <laughs> be it. 
Um, but I like Hatton quite a bit at 9K. And then I like Fleetwood. It's hard not to. Uh, top 10s in four of his last five events. A guy that can gain strokes across the board. He really likes difficult courses, too. Uh, one of the best in the field in strokes game per round on tough courses the last few years. And then I'll play some Homa. He's been playing a little bit better. Four straight top 25s. And I like Hideki. Um, I think he feels a little overpriced. So I think hopefully people will overlook him at 9,400. I think Sung Jay is one of my favorites in this uh, in this group. If you look at the stats from last week, so Sung Jay was sixth in the field in strokes gained T to green. He gained about uh, almost six strokes from T to green. Was uh, basically neutral with the putter last week. So uh, and did have a T six finish himself, uh, which is a good sign. I think after kind of an up and down summer. Uh, for Sung Jay, uh, T6 and a T14 in his last two starts. Um, don't mind playing some Fowler, too, now that the steam has kind of backed off a little bit after his win. Um, you know, I think he'll still be motivated trying to get one of those Ryder Cup spots. And and I'm not a guy who plays Fowler often. Uh, so that kind of range of Hideki, M, Fowler, uh, Hatton uh, with you on not playing Glover this week. So I, I will... I think if you start a lineup with like one of the 11 K ish guys, uh, you can probably get, you know, a nine K guy in there or maybe even two um, if you're going punting at the bottom of the board. So I like that nine K to 9,400 range uh, a good bit this week myself. Yeah. Sung Jay best ball striking since April, I think last week. So I like that call. It's at least a step in the right direction for sure. And then as we get down into the uh, the 8Ks, you know, it gets a little bit interesting. Uh, Wyndham Clark had a terrible week last week. Uh, Tom Kim, you know, has been struggling with uh, with injury, but uh, did look healthy last week. I think that's enough for me to be interested in Tom Kim at 8,700. Um, you know, everybody was talking about the pants, but uh, as long as he's healthy and good to go, I think he's an interesting tournament play. Uh, you also have Jason Day in here who struggled last week. Um, Finau, you know, Burns, a lot of these guys haven't been at their tip top form. Uh, Harmon, you know, after, uh, after winning the open was basically middle of the pack last week as well. Um, so just a lot of guys in here that have been up and down cam young, he's been up and down all summer. Uh, so there's some risk, uh, maybe some potential, you know, top five upside with some of these guys, but certainly more risk than what you get with the, uh, the nine K and up golfers uh, who you liking in here. I got to go back to Clark. I mean, he was one of the most popular golfers of the week last week. And some of these no-cut events just kind of, I don't, I don't know, it's hard to trust the numbers that we saw. I mean, golf was such a bad start. It's hard for him to really, you know, be motivated. He lost 11 and a half strokes ball striking. You know, if he would have missed the cut, that number would have been cut in half and it wouldn't look as bad. So I don't mind going back to Clark. It looks like his ownership's 5%. Um, I'll take that if that holds. Uh, I also like Cam Young. Um, we've seen this be a very driver-heavy course, and two of the best drivers in the world met up in a playoff here in 2020 and DJ and Rom. And he's flashed some upside recently. He's been very hit or miss, but when he's in the mix, he tends to top 10. So those are my favorites. Um, don't mind going to Finau, too. He's still got the motivation. Um, he, he was terrible last week, lost eight strokes putting, but still gained with the ball striking. So if he can just have one decent week with the putter, I say that about all the guys that I like, and it never works. But um, he is—he was a good putter at one point, like a year ago. He's changing, uh, changing—you know—makeup uh, with uh, with Lucas Glover or something. 
uh, with the uh, with the putter. So yeah, I was on Fina last week as well. That didn't work. Uh, hard to ignore him when he's priced like at the average spend you have per golfer. But uh, I'm probably not going to have as much exposure to this range. Again, trying to prioritize the top. I like a lot of those guys at the bottom end of the 9K range. Um, and the 8Ks, you know, I like Tom Kim in GPPs. I don't mind Clark in GPPs. I always take some fee now. Uh, but nobody, I think, that is an absolute guy you have to click uh, in here. So uh, with that, we can go ahead and move down into the uh, the 7K range. Uh, we've got Cam Davis leading off uh, this tier along with Justin Rose. Uh, Noto mentioned Rose made a pretty good comeback last week after a horrible first round. Cam Davis now has three consecutive top tens, T10, T7, T6 in his last three starts. Uh, Siwoo Kim had good ball striking, good tee to green numbers last week at 7,600. Uh, Benny on has continued his solid form here throughout the summer, faded a bit on Sunday last week, but still finished kind of middle of the pack. Uh, so, you know, these guys I don't think are that much worse than the 8K options. Uh, and you can save a little bit of salary here as well. Poston's a guy I've been playing. He faded a bit on the weekend last week as well. Uh, but these guys I think are all, you know, if you want to play the form angle, you got Cam Davis, you got Benny on. If you want to play last week's stats, you've got Siwoo Kim's TD Green numbers in there. Um, uh, Grillo's been striking it pretty well also. So anybody you like in particular in the uh, 7Ks. Yeah, pretty strong range, and it looks like everyone's going to be garnering between 11 and 20% ownership. I think Benny On's my favorite. I was looking at his numbers today. He's gained around the green in 15 straight, which is really hard to do, and he's gained off the tee in 11 straight, and I think those are two of the metrics that I like the most this week. And he's been playing great, and he finished T12 here in 2020, so he's he's really good play at 7,500. Um, I like Rose again. My fate is going to be Cam Davis. I know he's playing great. Um, but I was looking at his numbers as well, and he's been his best on Bermuda courses, and he's been his best on easier courses. This is not Bermuda, and this is not expected to be an easy course, so I think he's going to be my fade in the range. I don't feel great about it, but I want to make a stand on a couple of these guys. Yeah, I don't mind that call as well. I think uh, you know if you uh, if you take a stand on somebody, and an easy week to like not narrow down your player pool at all, and I know everybody does it differently, and you know I'm pretty vocal that I always narrow down my player pool pretty tight. But um, if you have trouble narrowing down your player pool, this is a week where you should at least be able to practice getting it down a little bit because you don't want to play 45 guys uh, out of 50. So uh, you got to play everyone. You got to cut 10% of everybody. Uh, You've got to, uh, you know, to, to make some cuts somewhere. Uh, So I encourage you to, to try that this week. If you're, uh, you know, building 50, 60 lineups, uh, you know, think critically about the guys you want to play and don't want to play. Uh, let's see. That takes us down into the uh, the 6Ks. Um, I tried the Denny McCarthy bounce back train last week. Um, that was a disaster. I mean, I, I don't know. Is like certainly he's not going to putt like that again, uh, but I don't know if I want to drive this boat two weeks in a row into the iceberg. So, uh, I'll, uh, I'll let you talk about McCarthy if you want to, <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't feel like a Brendan Todd course for me. Uh, Eric Cole is the one guy, I mean, Cole's just been playing consistent golf all summer. He's 6,300. Um, you know, Svensson's been playing pretty well also. Like, I think I like maybe those two guys the best here in the six K's. Uh, we've got a few guys 
trickling down into the 5Ks as well. Um, I played a little Seamus Power last week. That didn't work either. You know, the guys at the bottom are obviously the ones that have struggled a little bit more recently and and probably barely hung on to their uh, top 50 spots. But I like Svensson. I like Cole. Uh, jury's still out on McCarthy. I don't mind Hadwin after a pretty decent week last week. But what do you like in the 6Ks? My favorite on paper is Adam Shank at 6,500. He's finished T7 or better in five of his last nine starts, 4.7 strokes ball striking last week. But I do think he's going to be very popular. Um, He's actually been the best of any of these 6K guys on difficult courses other than Denny McCarthy, who I don't mind going back to. I think one of the comp courses for this place is uh, Muirfield Village, and he obviously lost lost there in the playoff uh, to Hovland earlier this season. Rom's, you know, been great there. Cantley's been great there. Um, so I don't mind using that as a comp course. Other than that, I'll have a little bit of Chris Kirk. His irons have been better. Uh, Brendan Todd's been good with the irons, but again, a long course for Brendan Todd, usually not great. Yeah, I don't love a lot. Um, we skipped over Keegan. Any interest there? He rates out well for me. Yeah, I don't mind him. Um, he's in that Ryder Cup discussion as well. You know, Illinois is sort of towards the northeast where he likes to play pretty well um you know i don't i i think he's a decent enough fit for this course um did he play here was he in 2020 no he did not but brendan todd was eighth somehow really interesting well i don't mind keegan i probably won't play todd this week Ooh, one other guy harris english he's gained he's gained over 12 strokes on approach the last two weeks everything else has been bad but usually he's a good driver and good putter. So the irons are good lately, at least. All right. I don't mind that. Um, I was really interested to do a snake draft tonight because if we do a six man snake draft uh, and we each draft seven golfers, uh, that's 42 golfers. There's only eight guys that won't be picked, uh, which I think is interesting. Now, for whatever reason, uh, DraftKings does not have a $5 six man snake draft. Why? I don't know. They've got $10 ones and $20 ones and $50 ones, but there's not a $5 six-man snake draft. So are you okay uh, bumping up to $10 to do a snake draft tonight? I mean, I've donated enough. I don't think I've cashed in months. We were, Me and you were well at the bottom last we year. Were, we no we were comfortably dead last and second to last last week, uh, which is no surprise because I probably took McCarthy – I probably took Finau. I My team, my rosters were not great last week. Uh, so if you want to play the snake draft, we'll uh, we'll see if one can fill. Um, we do got to go up to $10 tonight because DraftKings doesn't have any $5 six-mans out there. I think that might have just been a glitch in the matrix this week. Uh, but there is a $10 six-man that I just entered, so uh, I'm the first one. Um, Justin and I will definitely cover the rake. We'll like cover the rake for you. There's four remaining spots. Two of the four of you will get paid uh, in the uh, – so we're in a $10 six-man snake draft on DraftKings, um, and it is currently three out of six. So uh, come join if you are interested. Uh, let's see. It looks like Tug Rules has joined, who I think I just had it up. Uh, one again. He's been doing well in these last few weeks, I think. Um, let's see. There it is. Yeah, he won. Uh, Mr. Gerg was second and uh, barely beat out uh, 
it'd be Brian Yo for that uh, second cash spot. So, Mister Gerg and Tug Rules, I know they've got the cash to enter the uh, the ten dollar version because they uh, they took down uh, the tournament last week. So we are currently at four out of six, and we'll get it rolling here and round out the uh, second playoff event. All right, uh, let's see if we need to. I'll tweet out a link. Sorry for the dead air for a second. Those of you who aren't uh, interested in the snake draft and obviously don't want to uh, to hear us talk about it, uh, we've covered all the golfers for this week. Uh, we won't do a show next week uh, with just 30 golfers for the Tour Championship, but uh, we will have you covered with our normal written content uh, over at Roto Grinders. So uh, check us out over at rotogrinders.com. If you are not a premium subscriber, uh, good week to check us out with football getting ready to start as well, just around the corner. Um, and then uh, we have the break for the Ryder Cup after that. Uh, and then we'll get things rolling back up again with the new uh, fall PGA Tour fall schedule. Uh, so those of you who are looking to uh, call it a week, thanks for watching. As always, be sure to hit the thumbs up button. Check us out at rotogrinders.com. And uh, thanks for watching as always.